0: Hmm. Hmm. You know what, I honestly don't have any stupid intro for this time, so we might as well just start this one. Let's hit it. I just want to say... You to- you to your fan favorite section on Breaktime on Westside. Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast show coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is Sir uh, Denver B. We are at the season finale. And this is the fan favorite section. Episode 24, the end of season 2. For those of you all that have been with us all the way till the end of the season, thank you so much for listening in, for giving you know your comments, your feedback, uh, your criticisms. All those are heavily, heavily appreciated by me from the Break Time on West Side family. Uh, So this time, I don't think I'm gonna even go that far. Because, like, there's very few questions. Like, only three. But while I'm working on that, for those of you all that didn't hear, I will be doing minisodes. And the whole idea of the minisodes is I want to give you guys a small dose before we go back in for season three. So for the next month, I'll be doing some very, very short episodes, mostly on IGTV. But I will try and make them available on Your favorite podcast streaming platforms. But before that gets done, well, we have some questions to do. So we might as well get into it. But before we do, though, uh, I recently saw a suspension letter from a certain Christian university somewhere here in Kenya. And it was suspending this guy because of, wait for it, cohabiting with his girlfriend. And that, it struck me in the wrong area. It struck me in the properly wrong area. Because that is, in my opinion, one of the stupidest things you can ever do. And, and by you, I mean the school. Why the fuck are you suspending someone for cohabiting with someone while they're in their own personal space? Personally, I think this is part of the reason why a lot of people don't like Christianity, in a sense. Sorry, I'm slightly being distracted by messages of fine-looking women. But that being said, uh, I'll probably edit that out, though. I don't see why the hell it is that you have to go and micromanage someone to the most personal level. If they busted this guy masturbating, they'd probably also suspend him as well. Not that I'm saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, it's, it's a Christian university. They might have their thoughts on it. But my issue usually tends to come in whenever these guys... Uh, a.k.a. the university administration, start to micromanage people like that in a primary boarding school. And I know how primary school boarding is in terms of micromanagement because I was in a primary boarding school. Now, that being said, though, it was just the guy that got suspended. It was the guy alone who got suspended. The lady got nothing done to her. Uh, And that's where my issue comes in with... Lots of responsibilities comes a lot of issues. Now, if you're going to suspend someone for cohabiting, why are you suspending just one person? It doesn't make sense. It's like if you catch two people having sex, you end up punishing the person who stuck their dick in. Uh, And this is with regards to whichever form of sexuality you're into. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense punishing one person for an act that was being done by two people and even worse still you will constantly talk about how you uphold values blah 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 what the fuck is is respecting someone's privacy then isn't that you know a lack of some sense of values oh no like honestly when i when i saw that story when i saw that whole like letter of suspension for cohabiting it hit me in the wrong area it's probably one of the biggest reasons why people dislike christianity and a lot of religions There's a a way that some of the superiors just control you. And it's not very nice. I'm not saying that Christianity is bad or Islam is bad or Hinduism is bad. Every religion has its pros and cons. And I believe that, you know, everyone's religion should be respected. Even atheists who have no religion. Their stance on it should be respected as well. But I do not see why the hell it is you need to micromanage someone down to their living space let people be on their own anyways now that i have started from a child and authority point of view i might as well handle the questions because i'm more or less in that uh lineup uh first question what instantly makes you attracted to someone Hmm. booty that won't even lie to you it's booty a woman's behind uh the bigger the better and the the more shapely it is, the better it'll kind of appeal to my uh better sense of judgment. Now, that being said though, that's if I'm walking right behind her. If, you know, I haven't taken a look at the face. Because no the first thing I do actually look at is booty. Then I'll probably pay attention to your face, then maybe your tits. Like my 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 attraction order in terms of things that I like seeing on women is it's a bit skewed for some people. For some people, they'll be like, oh, you know, it's top to bottom or bottom to top. I start from the from the lower middle. Then I go to the top. Then I go to the upper half, uh, which is just the torso more or less. And then I can go look for other things. So that's just personally me. There's guys who are into tits. So they'll go for that. There's guys who are into legs. So they'll probably look at her skirt. If it doesn't go all the way to the bottom, they'll look at how nice those legs look. You know, like they'll probably start them in yoga pants or some shit. But for those of us that are into booty, we know the first thing that we look for, mm-hmm. whether it's at the front or at the back. Uh, a nice face is pretty good to look at. The only problem is you can't exactly define what a nice face is uh, because beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. holder. So depending on how much you have in your system, you can pretty much decide how beautiful or ugly someone is. Which is why I prefer booty. Booty booty is a lot easier to understand. You know, if, if, it, if it has a large surface area, it's big. If it's a small surface area, it's not that big. Uh There's people with cookie booty, which is a bit confusing. But for those of us who are the initiated, we know what the problem is. And we will clearly state it out. That woman has large hips, but no booty or big thighs and no booty. That being said, the first thing that attracts me is booty. If she decides to talk to me, that goes beyond the first instant uh so that one i will leave it aside because as guys i i think even for ladies y'all are interested in looks as well anyways next question what advice did your parents give you on dating Ooh, this is the yeah this is this is pretty interesting uh funny enough i actually haven't had too many talks in regards to dating but there's obviously some of those things that i've been told uh like my mom told me back when i was i think in high school to you know make sure i read make sure i work hard and i do very well and i like make sure that i'm at the top of my game in school in class and then i can get the girls now that is good advice if you're in a mixed school now i was in a single sex school With the exception of the A-levels, people being mixed. So either way, it's probably about 80-90% single sex, so majority wins. It was a single sex school. And even with that being done, it never got me any girls. Uh, And, well, well, then again, I was never at the top of my class while I was in high school. What I can say is, it wasn't completely bullshit, but... It wasn't necessarily true. If I wanted a girl to smash, then obviously me being at the top of my class doesn't necessarily do shit. Anyone with a good mouth and perfect negotiation skills should be able to get himself a girl to take to bed. Uh, But if you're trying to look for, let's say, a wife of which, why the hell are you looking for a wife in high school? Then, yeah, that would probably work. If you're looking for a girlfriend, of course, they would want someone that is at the top of their game. Or at least, as I've been told, women like a guy who is actually excelling in something. It's, it's the whole, you know, power supremacy thing that will attract them to you. Uh, so it wasn't necessarily great advice, but it wasn't at this time then let's see next advice whoever it is that you know ignored you ditched you back then will come back trying to get you now i will not lie to you if you have been given this advice i am not lying to you do not bother yourself with actually thinking that the person will come back for you that is the biggest form of bullshit ever If y'all don't click, y'all don't click. If they treat you like shit, then it's okay. Pick yourself up, move the fuck on, stop giving a shit about them. The more you give them a piece of your thought process, the more they continue winning. Don't ever follow that bullshit piece of advice. Because, fine, yes, there is quite a number of cases where you'll find the person will come back, they'll apologize, you know, they'll want a piece of you, then, you know, you'll have the power at that point... But it doesn't always work that way. The world can be unfair sometimes, and you still end up at their mercy towards the future. This is some shit that people actually never like to acknowledge. Because just because you want someone to come back begging, just because you'd want to have the power over them because they hurt you before, doesn't mean that you'll get it. Uh, That is probably what I'd call top-level bullshit advice from parents. It does carry quite a bit of merit, but when it comes to dating, when it comes to getting girls, it's absolute bullshit. And I'm going to say that because I have lived as a teenager in this generation, and I pretty much know. Mm, Let's see, next advice. Look for someone who's nice. Mm, I don't know who the hell was saying that, but yeah, I remember being told that advice by a grown-up, not necessarily by... Uh, That was the most vague sort of advice bullshit that I was given Everyone can be nice Everyone has it within them to be nice That's the most vague starting point that you can give me Like I'd rather look for someone who's a little bit crazy Because at least then I know She might probably be pretty good between the sheets For all of y'all niggas that know how good crazy shorties are When it comes to going to the bedroom Y'all can relate with me on this you feel me? So I'd rather go for, quote unquote, a bad bitch and, you know, get whatever it is that I want from the whole relationship. Let's say, you know, I wanted someone who wants to have a lot of sex, who, whoever the hell it is that looks for that. You know, I want someone that's a bit clingy and wants my attention from me, someone that I can spoil with my affection, blah, blah, blah. If I'm down for that, I'll go for for such a person if i want someone who's caring compassionate gives back to society uh not in the sense of you know giving pussy back cuz no i don't think anyone wants community pussy but anyways where was i you know if you want someone towards a certain desire go chase whatever it is that's there but don't just go from nice also this whole shit for you know she has a great personality great personality is okay But there's other factors that you have to consider. And most of this shit you learn while dating. Uh, Although, on the flip side though, I will give the best piece of advice that I have ever been given. Not necessarily from a parent. Go test out as many people as possible before you decide to get married. That will help a lot. Now, the reason I just had to flip this around and give this sort of advice is because okay, let you go and it with a woman that's borderline uh, a murderer and shit. But a lot of times, you don't even know what it is that you want. It's part of the reason why guys will constantly say that women don't even know the person that they want to date because they'll say they want a nice person. A nice person will pop up and they friend zone them. At some point, they'll say that they're looking for a very, very well-made nigger and then they end up settling for some guy with basics absolute fucking basics uh so what i will tell you to do go explore the dating pool test out as many different people as possible you'll know what it is that you want and you'll know what it is that you don't want sometimes there's some of us who are down for a little crazy and then there's those of us that can't stand that bullshit uh but anyways i think i've answered that question so far in a lot of words so next question what is a good response to what are your intentions with my daughter? Wow, that's, 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 that's a very, very tough one to answer. I've not, have I ever been asked this though? I don't think I have. But if I'd have been asked that, uh, of course, the first thing that you're going to make sure you don't say is, I just want to smash. Because if you answer that, then well, there's a very good chance that whichever parent it is, whether male or female, will pull a shotgun from nowhere And shoot you in the bloody face. Now, because of course, as people, we need to make sure we secure ourselves and get a chance. You have got to pretty much smoothen and sugarcoat your way through that whole situation. It's like handling an interview. You have to make sure you sugarcoat your negotiation skills to the max. Turn that shit up all the way to 11. What are your intentions for my daughter? You can start by saying, well, I believe that you have a very, very beautiful daughter. And personally, I have quite a keen interest in her. I love her, her personality. I'm just taking her out on a date because I want to get to know her better. And I would, I would love for someone like her to be with someone like me in this very very unfair world that we're living in because let's be honest there's not enough of her for this world because she's such a gem she's so unique as a person honestly speaking i i think by the time i'd have gotten through to she's such a gem they'd have probably gotten tired and asked me another question but if you do get that far uh, at least there's there's like 60% of what it is that you have to say. But for the most part, if someone asks you, you can just be straight with them, but sugarcoated. What are your intentions with my daughter? I want to take her on a date. I really like her, and I'd like to get to know her more, possibly date her. Usually, most times, they can ask a question of, do you intend on marrying her? What are your plans for the future? What are your short-term or long-term goals? And I'm sure that one you can... After you've answered the what are your intentions with my daughter bit, you should be able to wing that bit. Because for the most part, if if someone wants to know the intentions, they better be good fucking intentions, and they better sound as nice and as sweet as possible. Because if you can if you can get it sweet with the parents, oh trust me, regardless of whether you're a teenager, you're in your twenties, you're in your thirties, you're in your forties, oh my word, if they're on your side, mmm. Everything just starts to work out. But, anyways, that being said, uh, for those of y'all that have never been asked that question, you should be lucky. And for those that have been asked that question and have different answers, y'all know how to hit me up on break time, on West Side, on IG, break time on West Side, on Facebook and at Bagaka the D, on Twitter. It has been an amazing two seasons that I have gone through with y'all and as usual, I will continue trying to push out all that content, all that goodness in the coming season and also in the coming mini minisodes. So make sure you all stay tuned for that. As I told you, IGTV is where to go and find the video versions. Actually, yeah, hint, hint. It's a video version. I will see you guys next season. Take care.